Bible gives you the highest of highs and yeah. the lowest of lows. You know, and it's the full spe- spectrum of humanity. Yeah. You go from, you know, pure joy to misery to <laughs> yeah. hatred to <laughs> anger to, to, you know, and it just goes like that yeah. all the time. Football gives you the highest of highs and yeah. the lowest. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Don Pod. Um, for what might just be a, a sombre little podcast. Uh, that little voice you heard there was Casper Schmeichel, um, goalkeeper for Leicester City over in England. But just listening to that little podcast today and thought it was a good clip just to to bring in. Um, we'll call this a match review, but it's probably going to be a bit more of a... What would you call it, Nathan? Why are we so bad review? You could call it a funeral, sort a of. Because um, <laughs> it might it. just be the I death of the it. football club. I love everything about it. Um, Fremantle, 16-11, 107, defeating a very dismal Bombers, 8-11-59. Just in, you know, two sentences, how are you feeling? Well, it, as you, your um, little audio clip says, it, there's an emotional... Um, pain felt with some of these losses and being a, you know, both of us lifelong supporters you watch these games and you just it hurts like, you can't wrap your head around it really it. hurts, like you, it affects your, your week, you know, you struggle with a few things, like there's there's mental there's mental issues with being this much of a passionate supporter of clubs <laughs> Like, it's not healthy. It's really not healthy. Um, I will I will preface this entire conversation with um, we're not – we're here just to talk about the club and where we think mm. we're going and, and the performance and the fact we don't really think it's good enough. Um, it's one of those things where we're going to probably be mentioning a few players and, you know, talking about a fair bit in a negative light. So strap yourselves in. Um it was the first game I'd attended all year. What a delightful experience that was. So even just from our, our mine and yours discussion earlier, I have a little bit of a, not different take, but uh, some other things that I wouldn't have otherwise got. Um, if I weren't there, we put a post out earlier uh, on the Facebook page, uh, which we'll read through some comments later on. You can also comment on the live if you're here now. On Facebook, um, look, just to start with, we'll go through the usual stuff, the players, the numbers, you know, the good, the bad, and then we'll take a look at some more in-depth bad, really. Um, So for the Dons, in terms of disposals, um, this is entirely pointless, but anyway, Heppel 34, Parrish 33, Jake Kelly 26, not sure that's a bloke you want getting 26 disposals. Jai Caldwell, 23. Well, it has to, because it's down there that much. Yeah, it's down there that often. And McGrath, 23. <laughs> Zerk Thatcher, 20. Jeepers. Really? Yes. Uh, I he played okay, actually. I, I, I did too. In terms of sausage rolls, uh, Nick Martin, 2. Alec Waterman, 2. Singles to Caldwell, Cox, Draper, and Guelphie. For the Fremantle, <laughs> just quickly, Brayshaw, 34. Sarong, 30, Will Brody, 26. Seven goals to Matt Taberner, who just loves playing Essendon. Uh, Bailey Banfield, two. Sean Darcy, two. Michael Frederick, two. Sam Switkowski, two. And Andrew Brayshaw with one. Probably the three votes there for Brayshaw. Um, you know, I reckon Nick Martin could be on that. Nick Martin could be nearly leading the Essendon um, best and fairest at the moment. Probably been the most steady contributor. Mm. Absolutely. Kick two goals and another sort of, you know, 15 sort of plus touches in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, other than that, there wasn't a lot of numbers to to really talk about. I don't think anything stood out to me. Anything for you? Nothing. We're talking positives? <clears throat> oh, just talking numbers. We'll go positives first, I guess, yeah. yeah no, no numbers. I mean, <clears throat> well, the numbers were all the, the numbers that we saw highlight the, you know, forward inside, the inside 50s, the turnovers, the, you know, the lack of clearance. Anyway. The negative numbers. Okay. Well, okay. So most of this is going to be about what we think we can do better. So let's just cover off a few little flickering positives. Um, 
Ugh. I haven't really got many. Um, BZT we touched on just a little bit there. Didn't really, or was no reason to think he didn't have a good game. He played on Rory Lobb uh, for the most part of it. And I think Lobb had kicked, I didn't just say his name, did I? He didn't kick a goal. I think he had his first shot fairly like third quarter. So... I thought BZT was fine. I mean, if we think of he's replacing Stewart at the moment, then I would say the fact that BZT is in his early 20s, I'm not sure exactly how early, um, whereas Stuart, I know, is 28, then I would say BZT continues to get games. I, I, I can't see the point in... But I guess we're in a situation in, in, in the year so far that you... Let's find out what some of these kids on our lists can do. Like mm-hmm. BZT's a prime Absolutely. example. What's the point of swapping him for Stuart now, if Stuart comes back fit? But we know what we get with Stuart. Is he in our future plans? I wouldn't think so. Is BZT? I don't know. Let's find well, out. Yeah, I mean, as you said, B, BZT's 23. Yeah. So he's if he's either yeah. stays at the club, like when's it going to happen? Like is he a VFL player and a backup? Well, Which it might just be, but we're going to find out. I mean, he wasn't bad. Like I said, he and I, no, I don't think he was to a few things here and there. Um, <laughs> played on Rory Lulb, who is. 207 centimetres. BZT is 198. So, I mean, he's given away mm-hmm. a fair bit. And be given away K- KGs won't, too, I imagine. Won't often play against a bloke that's 207, to be fair. That's massive. But this is a massive issue with it. Like, how old tall is Tabiner too? He'd be in the near 200s or over, wouldn't he? Uh, 198, yeah. Yeah. So, Look, this is a massive wanna, issue that we keep coming up against. disrespect mm. Tabiner, but Jesus, he loves us. I'm sure he's a good player, but God, he's kicked more goals against us than anyone else. Um, Buddy, I mean, he's kicked the most goals against Essendon and more goals than he's kicked oh, against right, yeah, other yeah, teams. Yeah, um, yeah. Seven more than West Coast for the same amount of games is second. So yeah. it's just beyond belief. Anyway. Um, well, it's so interesting. Because, game because we're on the positives here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, though. Um, last year, when we finished the year, we, were, we, we felt like our issue was the small forwards that were beating us. You know, when we looked back, there was guys like Wakeman who kicked four, um, the guy from Carlton, I think it was not dirt, and the other one um, had kicked three or four. You know, there were, when we looked back, there were games where we sort of we felt like we needed to improve was our small, the small forwards were business here. So we went and got Kelly for that reason. Now, if you look at this year, like Tabernay said, kick seven. What, Tex kicked four last week? Um, I can stat you. Uh, what's his name? Give me... Yeah, um, what's his name from um, Hawkins kicked four or five, I reckon, in the first week. So, yeah, Tex four. Yep. Um, Hawkins and Stengel four each. Yeah, um, Stengel's small, so, yeah. Um, and then I wonder what Brisbane. Well, three goals from a clug each, two to Cameron, two to Neil, two to Bailey, two to Danaher. So mm. they had a pretty good spread, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just thinking, it's interesting that the tall, now it seems to be the problem seems to be at the moment, with three games where a tall forwards kick more than four plus against us. Melbourne, just for the complete look at it, um, Wiedemann kicked Mm. four goals, three. Three, Yeah, he did too, yeah. And he should have really kicked five or six there, because I remember some of those misses were pretty simple misses. So, and, you know, and we talked about this, um, we... I think Stuart, we're not massive fans of. I don't know what he really brings. He seems to play on the smaller tools. Like he doesn't seem yeah. to, like for a guy who's one ninety eight. He seems to never match up on the tools. Like he, Lab, the shorter defender, gets the taller forward. And again, in this example, Lab was playing on Tabernacle, who obviously was the shorter forward. So Lab's like, got one nine three. So he's given away a fair bit. Yeah, he's still way too small to be playing on a. No, but we really need to read. Hmm? Yes, yes, we'll get to that when we look at next yep. week. We need to be on the positives because yeah, no, these are positives. A lot of it. I'm saying that that like I think Lab's been doing it tough, like playing on oversized forwards, and that's been quite hard on him. BCT's done a good job coming in and playing on lob. I I, I think that's a great performance from those two guys. I, he's once had seven kicked on him. Doesn't sound great, but he's he shouldn't be playing on a guy that size if you ask me. I agree. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, I, I, I want to talk about Jake Kelly, but just briefly, because I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. him. Talk yeah, about yeah. a whole lot. Um, <clears throat> 26 disposals for a defender is very useful, but indicates the ball's down there probably a bit too much. Um, mm-hmm. 500 metres gained, and the reason I bring that up, and yep. he played 100% of game time. 
as well, Kelly. Yeah, that's also really interesting, so, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I thought his game was really good, but I'll talk more about him in a bit. Yep. Um, 200 metres gain from 26 disposals. And my comparison for that, and do you have any more positives before I move? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. That's it? Okay. Um, Dyson Heppel. Yep. On paper. 34 disposals. Whoa, big game. That's a lot. 243 metres gained. So he's had seven more or eight more disposals than Kelly and half his meterage. And Heppel's a defender. So meters gain should be a fairly easy thing for him to be able to get. And he's got 243 with 34 disposals. 13 kicks, 21 handballs. Sorry. Well, that, you've got a, it's a great point. Who, so who's setting us up from the back half? Who's, who's moving the ball forward? Who's you know who are those players we're giving the ball to to get the ball forward? Who's the kicker? Yeah, who's who's our designated kicker? Like it, if, it used to be Francis because he could do it really well. But Ridley, Ridley used to be as well, but he doesn't seem yeah, to Ridley, be getting yeah. it as much anymore either. But no, it's no. not even Heppel. Thirty-four touches is a lot of football, but twenty-one handballs. No, that's right. So he's not the kicker. And then if you look at Redmond in the game too, he only moved at two hundred and seventy-six meters forward, which is. Uh, about the same, really, as Heppel. So that, I thought that was his job. You know, like, isn't he meant to be this rebounding half-backer? Well, yeah, and Hind is the other one there as well. Yeah, and Hind, and Hind barely saw the footy. He um, did 187 metres. I'm honestly surprised that Redmond had 17 touches. Again, no, weren't very good ones. On At the game, I noticed him for the first time in the third quarter. So yeah, he He wasn't impressive. And, I, and this is the whole thing, like, you know, as a team, <clears throat> and there's individuals in this. Like, Redmond played a game, a good game last week, but played a bad game this week. We can't seem to get anyone on our list in form and staying in form. Like, who's – Nick Martin is our best player at the moment and probably Peter Wright. And Peter Wright had a pretty ordinary game. Peter Wright but, had a stinker, but there's some hmm. other reasons that might have – Yeah, that's right. And, and tall forwards, that's allowed – we're talking usually midfielders should be fairly consistent. Like probably it was Merritt until he went down. Yeah. So, sorry, I should have mentioned Devin Smith too. I thought he made some poor decisions and kicked zero goals three, but was a lot more harassing and mm, a tackled, lot more prominent was, in the game. And six tackles or something like that, so, which is what which we want. really good to see, but a few other issues that we'll get into, I'm sure. Yeah, six tackles. The one other thing I want to bring about, about Dyson Heppel is that he mentioned after the game, um, I don't know if you saw the interview with the Essendon Football Club, about the blue collar. He referred to it as blue collar and workmanlike um, sort of performance in the first half. Now, if you have a look at his stat sheet again, how many tackles? Now, do you think tackles are something that makes you a blue collar team? Well, if you're going to talk about work rate and working hard, yeah, that's the stat mm. I'd be using to. How many tackles do you reckon Dyson Heppel had for the game? I haven't looked at it yet. Um, three. Zero. Two, two zero. Okay. Now, again, halfback, halfback flanker <laughs> with the ball all around him. He's had 20, 34 touches. He's handballed 20 of those times. How could you not have dropped a tackle at some stage during the game? Mm. Workmanlike blue collar is not, to me, that doesn't scream workmanlike blue collar. And if I go through some of those tackles, the highest, like the high, or well, the lowest tackle counts. Sammy Draper didn't drop one, which I think a Ruckman should be how to tackle someone. Um, the other ones that probably frustrate me, uh, McGrath only laid one and Shield laid one. And I think Parrish laid two. Like, as the midfielders, again, where the ball is all day and the opposition's got it all day, two tackles. How do you, how do you just lay two tackles for a game? Yeah. Workman-like blue-collar well, doesn't scream yeah, that to me. No, it doesn't. And you said that about the blue-collar thing. There was a thing on Reddit, and I apologise, I don't know who it was, Essen and Reddit, you'll find it, um, mm. where it was an interview with Truck about, mm. you know, we want to be a blue-collar team, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then it showed footage of Parrish got stuck between sort of two, a bloke with the ball and then Collier for a handball. Oh, I can't remember either. Anyway, it ended up Collier getting the ball. I think he gave it off and then got it back and ran into 50 and I think ended up having a shot and kicked a point. He basically runs past Parrish. Parrish, And Parrish didn't even accelerate. Not even the tiniest little bit. He just went 
Oh. Didn't get out of jog. See you, Trav. Bye, yeah. mate. Um, on what planet is that blue collar? I don't care if you're not quick enough, you don't get there, anything. No. You chase. It does not matter. And, uh, I it think was... that's the thing that frustrates the supporters is this, this thing, the line they push out to us is blue-collar workman-like. Not We're not right. idiots. We can see what... Can... But you have a look how Hawthorne played on Monday. That was workman-like. That was blue-collar. They got in and they and that gritted their teeth. Yeah. The training session, Yep. as you said, where they put the mouth guards in and they hit hard. Yep. They went in hard, did tackling and rough stuff, and ooh, there was. Gee, look, moment, it got a result. I think in the last quarter, right? So game's done. Mm. Where, wish I could remember. I think it was Rusty Martin. I think it was Nick Martin. Yeah. Chased, and I apologise. I don't know the Fremantle player. Quick, Frio player, all the way down the wing, got nowhere near him, but chased and closed mm. down enough that the Frio player ran too far and got the yep. free kick. You don't have to get there. You don't have to tackle. Sometimes nope. just chase and pressure is enough. Thankfully, Travis Collier isn't the best kick in the world. So it wasn't we know that. overly damaging. But, you know, that was late in the game, and I'm pretty sure it was Rusty Martin. Yep. And it this is why what free we, kick to us. we lauded Guelphy for the week before. Yeah. For those, you know, smothers and that effort down the, in the sort of like the Ford 50 where he got the free kick. That's what we're all about. So like that effort, bring that effort every week. But they don't. It's like, well, they can bring it for 10 minutes or they can bring yeah. it for a quarter. Yep. That's about it. Can't do four quarters. And, and this leads us on to the question is, is it a fitness issue? Yeah, is it so a, a mind issue or is it a just, I oh, don't give a stuff issue? That, that's a good, good segue. So first of all, I guess, some examples from what from what you saw on the telly, from what I saw at the game. So mm. I sit level one practically behind the goals at the SNM and uh, row B. So I'm very close to it. I don't have the top-down look, but, yeah. you know, I'm close to the action, I guess. Yep. So first things first, for the first half of the first quarter, they absolutely killed us on spread. So they went from left mm. to right to left to right, mm. And every single time had one or two players free on the other side and were able to move the ball forward without really any pressure whatsoever. Thankfully, we tightened up on that a little bit. But it was the same thing. In the first half of the first quarter, we looked tired. Mm. How how can Mm. you be tired at the start of a game? If we run our guts out and were three goals up and got overrun... All right, it's not great, but okay. To be tired within ten minutes is—it blows it's my quite mind. A con- it's quite a concern when you show it. Like um, Fox, I watched a little bit of um their different shows last night. And they were talking about us, and they showed some of that more down the ground and some different angles and you know all that sort of stuff. And there's just there is no spread, there is no movement. That the forwards, the mids, um, are not defending at all and not moving. And teams are just running away from us, doing as they please, which is then we're then just playing really dumb football by kicking it to the same spots. Like we kick it to that. We always end up kicking into a contest in front of the interchange bench. Like that seems to be our favourite little. If we looked at a heat map, I'm sure it glows red there where our ball ends up. And then we lose that contest and it goes back down the other way. And it's just, it's. It's rinse and repeat, and it's really dumb, and it's been going on for the five weeks. Like it was the Geelong it's been game going now on for like three years. Yeah, but if you look at that Geelong game, you think, oh, that was just a while. You know, we back. We haven't. We've played maybe a quarter or quarter and a half good football since, uh-huh. but not a lot. even against Adelaide. We didn't play a no. lot of good footy. We just, oh, well, we got the win. That was. This is what frustrates me. I went back to work, and uh, people were like, oh yeah, you won a game. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't play well. Oh, well, we didn't, and we won. probably shouldn't have won but it, then, really. Like, well, hmm. that's the problem. We didn't play well, and we won. Okay, great. We got four points, and we're not with Port, Owen, whatever. But <laughs> when you come to the next game, you're not really in form. No. You've just gotten a win against a side who look okay, Adelaide, but they're yeah. not going to be, you know. Well, they, I was actually pretty impressed they beat Richmond. I don't know what it says about Richmond. But look, yeah. I don't think Adelaide are, you know, well, they're bottom six teams somewhere, and which... Maybe bottom half, I would assume. But yeah, 
Anyway, we talked about that game. Um, <laughs> there was fo- uh, footage on uh, the couch, I think, mm. where it showed like, oh, I don't even know, without exaggerating, six or seven players where this ball come out of the stoppage. I don't know if it was forward or back half. I apologise. Um, and there was like just this cluster of players on the other side of the contest that just all walked. Mm. They did nothing to get to the next contest. They did nothing to go to a man. They just walked. Nope. And it's like, and they were saying it on the show. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Like, what? Horrible. You, you professional athletes. You, where's your where's your pride in your performance? Just to at least. Try now. Now, interestingly, I'm going to say this, and I and I, this means nothing because it's just something I'm going to say, Sam. Okay, well, it means something then. But go on. Well, yeah, sorry, it's, you're right. It's something, just something of interest. So, this time last year, we were one and four. Really? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. But the mood. We lost to Hawthorne in that first round. Remember that? that? We lost yes, to Hawthorne. Bad. We but lost to Port. We. Got, Pants by port. We flogged St Kilda now, and thought, oh, look at us. We're I good. I come back to that. Yep, go on. Yeah, yep. And then we just lost to Sydney like we normally do. Yeah, that was a ripper game. And then we got pantsed again by Brisbane in that wet game mm-hmm. up Horrible at game. the uh, Gabba, I think it was. But then yeah. beat Collingwood and that was... Then beat Collingwood and then we saw we were then all of a sudden two and six, uh, two and five or whatever, two and four or whatever, sorry. Yeah. Two and four at round six and then won 11. So won the next... One, how was that? Um, oh, come on, brain. Uh, two, that's nine. <laughs> nine out of the next 16 or so. Yeah, and most of that came in the latter half of the year because we won the three straight to finish yeah. um, after the bye. But if I can take you back, that the, I don't think we're in a similar position to last year. No, no, but I'm just saying, that, and the, well, the difference there too, if you look at the points for and points against last year at this same stage, we'd only had like 400 points kicked against us. Whereas this year, we are leaking, we are the worst team, you know, again, well, a stat from last week, we're leaking over 100 points a game, which is horrible. I took a little screenshot of some stats I saw. Yep. Uh, this is on Twitter Classified, unfortunately. Um, points against you. average 108, rank 18th. Percentage of scores per inside 50 against rank 18th. Marks inside 50, 16th. Score from turnover, 17th. So that's our us scoring. Scores from stoppages, yep. 17th. Um, defensive 50 to inside 50 percentage against rank 17th. Defensive 50 to goal percentage against 17th. Tackles, 18th. Blue collar, workman like. Not blue collar. Blue collar workman like doesn't. How can you rank 18th in tackles and tell the members and, that you're playing a blue-collar workman-likes type of football? And right, you can't just put it all on one stat, right? You can't just say it's all on tackles. Fair enough. Defensive 50 to goal. We talked about that last week, how open yeah. we are. We're ranked 17th. Lit. So we're not so, even putting pressure on uh, across the ground. It's not just about... We're the second shittest team at letting everyone else run it from one end to the other, Going and we don't tackle. Coast, yeah. Blue collar workman like does not scream those things. Yeah. I think that's the thing that frustrates me. As you know, I have twenty years of mediocrity that they the club comes up to us and spills that well, crap to us. Oh, we, here's what we're doing. This is what we're going to stand for this year. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> I would say nothing. Let them go out there and play, right? Because then at least you're not lying to us or bullshitting us. Hmm. We said it before the season started. I think whether it was on the pod or not, I can't remember. Um, our marketing department deserve an award. How every single year they get us all excited, all happy, and up and about, <laughs> and then the shit we deal with. <laughs> like, like it's, it's awful, right? Because last year, me and you in particular, because we had some people around us that absolutely uh, helped this to happen, were hanging shit on Carlton. Because, mm. oh, they're shit again. Ha, ha, ha. Sard's crap. Hines better. Your duds. Now, they look... I mean, they've had a few closer ones. They probably shouldn't have. But they seem to be on an upward trend. They're 4-1. and one. Sard's a lot better than Hind at this point in time. How's that, how's that happened? How have we turned Hind into a worse player this year? Yeah, I don't know. We can say that about the whole list. 
Um, yeah, well, there's not one player, as I said. The only player that's improved is Nick Martin, and he wasn't there last year. He wasn't even Maybe there. Maybe there's something in that. Peter Wright, you could argue. But now, where are yeah. the ones that are, oh, you shit again, haha. Yeah. We are. Yeah, we are. And, like, let's not worry about winning a bloody final. Let's just worry. If we played 23 rounds of consistent football and finished 10th, we lost to the teams that were better than us, and we beat yeah. some teams below us, maybe beat one or two teams above us, but we were consistent. Yeah, all right. Then you just go, right, well, it's personnel. We just need to improve maybe more than game plan. Right now, one that doesn't seem to be a game plan, or there is and it's not working, because they do do the same thing every time. So you could argue they're well drilled. It's just a shit There drill. is a game plan. It's just the bad game plan. <laughs> it's just plan. a bad one. Um... I don't know. I just I thought a lot of these issues would go when mm. Westfold went, and they haven't. I don't yeah. know. I can't sit here now and go, "Is it truck?" Because it's only round five. But you know, I can count on one hand the amount of players that have improved out of forty-four. Well, not including. Well, yeah, in the first five rounds, which we talked about, is twenty percent of the season is nearly finished. Yep. Only 25%, whatever, 25 anyway. It's just under 25%, yep. Yeah, yeah, so 25% of the season's nearly done, and we, at the moment, would sit there and go, who's better this year? Who would you say? Oh, I need a crickets sound effect. Um, <laughs> Peter Wright looked hmm? better with two Ruckman, so throw him in there. Rusty Martin's phenomenal, but you can't pick him as someone who's improved, because like you said, he wasn't even there last year. Um, I'm drawing blanks beyond that. Like, our entire back line's gone backwards. Hmm. Well, our team defence. Like, the well, thing that... Defense, but yeah, the, yeah, if you're going to go through the positions yeah. on the field. So the back six, no, no one there's improved. The no, they are all got worse. There's no doubt about that. You could maybe say Shield, but then, like, he played four games last year, so... Yeah, he's played a couple of good quarters, Shield, Same but not Smith. good games. You could say maybe he's gotten better, but again, not a real huge sample size. From Who's that, year. Smith? Smith, yeah. Yeah, no, he and hasn't gotten better. The forward line, well, again, Peter, Wright. Peter Wright's the only real mainstay. Beyond that... And Perkins, Perkins had a good couple of early games yeah, and then cool. has dropped off in the last two, but... Overall, Caldwell, I guess he, he didn't give Caldwell points because, but that's because he didn't play. Well, again, same as Shield didn't play. Yep. Cox has struggled. I won't that say he's been him. shit because he's a kid, but he's no, struggled to yeah. really be consistent. So what we're saying, maybe Perkins and Wright. That, we knew we weren't going to be top six. Like we weren't going to make that no. progression this year. But no, that was similar. We didn't quite expect it to be this bad. And I think it really, like, the issue is, like, that last year we were, like, sixth or seventh for points against. So we were, and we all know, we talk about this, that the best teams, you have to, for one, be in the top three and that points against. All of a sudden we've fallen from that sixth, seventh, sort of eight, whatever we were, to 18th in that. And by a long way. Like, we are a long way behind everyone else. Now, I can't, I think that's a real concern because... You can, as we talked about, you can lose games but still be in them or be competitive. We, we haven't been close. The only game, Adelaide, we were close, but we still could have lost it, and we still let them score nearly 100 points. Every other game, we have been nowhere near it. But we probably played better against Brisbane than we did against Adelaide. Like if you're going to look at how I you think played... we played better for longer, though. Like, we still didn't play for a long time against Brisbane. Like, we played no, a half. The, or... the, the, the good yeah. football was better. Yeah, okay. In that game. Same in, same in Melbourne. Melbourne, we played some good football. But what you would want to see then is maybe then against Adelaide, who aren't as good a side, and nowhere near mm. Melbourne and Brisbane, for Christ's sake, that we'd get three quarters of good football, and then Adelaide yep. are going to... In every game of football, you're going to have momentum swings. You're, you're never going to just dominate from start to finish, unless you're playing North, but or us at this point. Um, but just... I haven't seen it, and... How many how many more seasons can go by before... Oh, well, there's going to be another three seasons at least. I mean, realistically, this team is a three... I mean, the positive... Let's try and think of... The thing is, we are a young side. Like, let's agree with that. We are a young side. The oldest player has been Heppel, Smith, uh, Stringer, and those sort of guys. Merritt's probably one of the older players in there. Hurley, not in it. Tim Woody, not in it. 
but you know, we'll come back, I guess, at some stage. Relatively, like there's a lot of guys in there who are under 25 games. You know, Hobbs played his first game. You know, guys like Draper, Draper, Cox, Perkins, all them are probably under 25, 30 games. You know, Caldwell's definitely under that. So there's there's a lot of young players in there. But the the question I asked you today is: Do we have a good list, or are we just playing a shit brand of football? We have an okay we, we, list, right? It's not a yep. list right now. If we played to no. our absolute top-tier football, where would everyone we was fit? If everyone was fit and we played good footy, we'd be okay-ish. We'd be maybe seventh or eighth again. Yep. And that's because we we're missing key. We're missing a key. We're forward, missing another tall forward. And a key now, Jones might be it, but we don't know. But right now, we're missing a key forward, a key defender, and work rate. Yeah, but There's let's just assume. Be okay. Yeah. Let's assume the work rate and fitness and all those things become something we can solve because that is solvable. You can't just make – you can't create a 200-centimetre key defender if you don't have one. How's that? How are we fixing that? How, how does Truck today or yesterday, presumably, sit there mm. in their match review? Because that's the mental stuff. That's in their head. When Darcy Parrish watches Travis Collier sprint past, what's in his head? He's going, oh, I can't catch him. Well, it's leadership too. Is is there are other people like when they do a review, which I'm sure they do a de- in depth. Do do the other players sit there and point, look at Darcy in the room, and go, "What were you doing there?" Because that if you think you're going to be a leader of this football club, if you're challenging to be a captain or a vice captain or whatever, that is not acceptable as a leader. That effort, because like for all merit, merit does chase and you know, and and he's probably one of our better tacklers too. Mm. We've we've got. Well, I think the problem is we've got a couple of midfielders like Shield and Parish who love to go forward, but don't run hard going yeah, back. Way. Yeah, and and but you can have one of them, and most teams probably have one. But I think if you've got two or three, you start to get burned really quickly. It it's an interesting point you say there about uh, leadership. And, and how that looks and in their review and all that sort of mm. stuff. That The clip I played at the start um, about sport and football and how it plays his emotions and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I think I said he's a goalkeeper. Ballester in English soccer um, on a podcast with Ben Foster, who's a goalkeeper for Watford, um, Cycling GK. Awesome channel, awesome content. Ben Foster's one of the more positive people, right? But he's 38 or 39-year-old. He's done it. He's played for Manchester United. He's played for Watford, a whole bunch of teams. And he talks with everyone he interviews about leadership and how you just can't treat, you can't talk to younger guys like you used to mm. because they're already copping it because they're on their phones and on social media and all that. And you're not going to get the best out of them by just being like, yeah, geez, that was shit, wasn't it? So, I don't, there's no answer. Mm, no, you just hope yeah. truck and all the staff and all that understand, you know, if, if they're that moment they want to approach and talk to Parrish specifically, they know how to do that for him. Because yeah. that's what you've got to do. You, you've got to treat every one of those players and how you give feedback to them individually. I have no idea what that looks like or how they do that, but... To me, that effort seems like they're not in a good space. No, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like that things are right. And <clears throat> I mean, it could be one of those things. And I'm, I'm you know, grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Where that you know you find out at the end of the year, oh, Parish actually was carrying an injury for the first half, or you know, or things like that, or you know, or something that was just niggly, or you know, there's always you always find out sometimes at the end of the year that things, well, they might be just upset in the group but they they've really i really feel as though i don't feel that because the group has shown we've seen a lot of social media last, and a lot of stuff last that they look they close really tight yeah yeah they look like a bunch of guys that really enjoy spending time with each other which you know you think that's an important part of being well, a football team naturally when you're winning hmm. you probably do that it's a lot more. easier yeah um Hmm. I want to anyway. I want to move on because yeah. we're coming up to forty minutes. We can't. I think I think everyone who 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 knows us, loves us, and who's listening to this would feel a lot of the same emotions that we're feeling. We don't know how to express them. We don't know what to do. We'll just go along for the ride. And yeah, so 
I wanted to talk about Jake Kelly quickly. Um, yep. And then we will look at some comments and some input yep. from, from the people that are currently listening. Um, yeah. So Jake Kelly, it's a, uh, and our forward line, sorry, one more thing as well. Jake Kelly, I swear, was the only player in that back line with a voice. Yeah. Any time Fremantle kicked a goal, and again, I, it was only for half the game because that's when it was in front of me. Yep. Only bloke after a goal's kicked, like, hey, hey, and I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he's yelling, he's talking to his teammates, and yep. there's a presence in that back line. There was one time, and this kind of is venturing into some other things, with some supporters that I have issues with at the game. At the end of it was towards the end of the game, maybe five or six minutes left. It was done, right? For all intents and purposes, it was done. The right thing to do as a player in that circumstance is we kicked like two or three goals in a row, so maybe there's a chance, you know. You kick it up the middle, right? Mm-hmm. You go from defence mm-hmm. to attack the go. shortest yep. route possible. Jake Carley got the ball. I looked up the field as well, saw an Essendon player. That's where he kicked it. It got chopped out by a Fremantle player. They kicked it back in. They kicked a goal, right? I don't have an issue with that, right? For a couple of reasons. One, he's done the right thing in trying to move on quickly. Two, yeah, he's trying to win the game at this stage. Yeah. He's seen a player yeah. and he's made a decision and he's kicked it to him. Yep. No hesitation. Yep. Big tick. Huge tick. It got chopped out. All right. Not ideal. Mm. Maybe the kick could have gone further. Whatever. Yep. What you don't need as a player in that situation, and you can say they don't listen to the crowd or don't take it on board, whatever. They're humans. They're going to hear it and they're going to react to it in some way. Yep. Some bloke behind me yelling out, you kick it like a defender and having a go at it. So, and that's pretty symptomatic of the whole crowd at that point because mm. it's a pretty awful day. But don't take it out on our players. <laughs> we can sit here yeah. and talk about it. Guarantee you there's no Essendon players listening to this, right? It's us talking to supporters and to each other. Yeah. At a game, you can go at the umpires. There's a line you don't cross. You can go at opposition players. Again, there's a line you don't cross. But especially a member, would have been a member in that scenario, support your players. Because even though we might think they're shit, <laughs> right at this point in time, we want them to be good. We want them to succeed. Yep. So that just really, really annoyed me more than anything. Yeah, that's fair enough. Anyway, sorry. Back on Kelly. Um, his voice, he played 100% of the game time. Um I loved it. I loved what I saw from him. There was one point where Heppel come into a conversation. They were having it. looked like he was having a great time and smirking and joking. I'm like, mate, we're 40 points down. I'm seriously questioning Heppel as a captain, as a player, everything. Jake Kelly, though, loved it. Well, well I think it, when we talk about, you know, at the end, if we, you know, who we think might go out and in, Heppel and Redmond are those guys that I think are on the chopping block because of, the attributes they don't have, um, I understand why they're in the team. Um, but for me, I, there's other players. I, I'd prefer us to play Reed if he's fit. If he's not fit, then that's fine. But I think we need to find a second or possibly a third call to help us in defence that um, can help out Laverde, who's playing on well oversized guys, and to help BZT, who's, BZT, who's playing, he's played 10, 15 games or whatever he's played. So... So, well, it's an issue there for me. While we're on that, just because it's a nice segue, mm. I, I, you and you said this earlier, I'd like to see Reed come in on the proviso that there is not a single no, niggle, yeah. anything bothering yeah. him. In, if he is one that he's fit and firing. Fit, yeah. He plays. Because we are. I don't want him to do the desperate. calf or a hamstring or something in two a week or two. I don't want that. I, I just want. He has if, to be if, he, if it's not play another VFL game, don't care. Yeah, absolutely. And even if he comes in and plays seventy five percent AFL. Yeah. We said if he gets three touches and prevents one goal. <laughs> then that's okay. great. No dramas, yep. but just for the love of God, make sure he's fit. Um, yep. I'm not going to crap on about a forward line. The difference in Fremantle's movement versus our movement is mind-boggling. Every time it came into our forward line, they were still Peter Wright standing there with his arm up, and they kick it on his head. But no one leads. But that's been a problem with our forward line for years. Like we do not have strong leading forwards that lead at the ball. Like 
Yeah. And, and draw defenders out. On the flip side, Fremantle... And I, look, I think Freo were a good side. If we'd lost by a couple mm. of kicks and played well, wouldn't really be bothered by it. Fremantle, they're going everywhere. You can't... I couldn't sit there and watch a player because they were just running different spots and making room yep. and making space. It just... Oh, so different. Such it's a so far different from it. thing to watch. And it, you're right. It's been a thing for so long. So why... Mm. Why hasn't Truck, why hasn't, I don't know who the forward line coach Well, is. we got a new forward coach from Queensland, from, or I can't remember if he came from Brisbane, but Goodness we got a new forward coach and he was meant to be it in a bit. He's, I remember reading the, um, like the incident again, the PR team, talked him <laughs> up as like, team. oh, the award winning marketing team, they talked him up as the best forward coach going around and he's, oh, he's such a welcome addition to the team and, oh, and all this sort of thing. Oh, he sounds good. Oh, that's what we need it for. Maybe he'll teach the bastards to lead. Like, seriously. Yeah. But no. Look, right did look bad. I don't know what right. they do at training. Do they so just stand there and go, now, you boys all yes. just stand. Can't even do that very well. No one lead. Don't you dare lead. Mm. Everyone just stand there and put your hand up. Go kick right. it to me. Right looked better with... Ruckman, so I hope Brian comes in for Phillips because you'd assume 100%. Phillips will be out for a little bit. Oh, Phillips, yeah, yeah. Thirty-year-old, and I hope take a little bit. I hope to God they do that because Draper needs help because help. as a Ruckman tapping, he's fine, but around the ground, he's still not taking marks. He's still not tackling. He's still not giving us anything. Like I think he's had five or six marks for the year, six, like yeah. six from five games, which is let's call it shit house, like. Like seriously, as a ruckman, a guy six foot six again, a guy can't who, mark the ball once a fucking game. Who last year was very good. Who we thought we might see but, a bit of natural progression. Who just hasn't. Seriously, hasn't. you're six foot six and you mark the ball one fucking time a game. Yeah, that is shit. Yeah, it's shit. No, let's call it shit. It's just shit. Seriously, mate, mark the fucking thing. I I do. I, I agree with you, 100%, obviously. He did clothesline a Fremantle player at one point, and this yeah, is fine. saying how bad it was. I was like, yeah, at least you tried. At least you got in there and, you know. I don't, I don't mind those sort of mistakes. I have no, Like, he gave away a free ticket for a high tackle. Um, the other day. I don't mind those sort of things. I have no problem with that. But he's going to make mistakes. He's young. But the fact that you can't mark the bloody thing I will is say, a massive issue as a ruckman because that's what they do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And last year he was getting back in defence, taking marks more often than he was going into forward line, but he was taking marks yep. and he was consistent. One thing I will say in Sammy's defence is his hit-outs and hits-outs to advantage have gotten a lot better from the early parts yeah. of the year. Yeah, 100%. He, he's, I think he was second or third in hit-outs in the, in the AFL. The stat I looked at the other day. Yep. Um, we're going crap at... Um, Clearances, but oh, clearance. yeah, he does. Well, he does. not great, but he can crap at clearances. But we, yeah. he's getting his hand on it first. So again, that you think of that in three years, if that keeps up, and our midfielders learn how to midfield, then that's a basics, and that's what we always attracted to about Draper. He's got this lovely big leap on him. He's a big guy. He's mobile. He's just got to learn to. I don't care if uh, the kicking less of an issue because I don't care about Ruckman that kicks. Oh Ruckman got to learn to handball. But Ruckman got to learn to handball and handball quickly and mark. That's their that's their jobs. One of the more frequent things I say at football is do not handball to a Ruckman. He needs to be taking marks or getting hit outs and clearances from the Ruck contests. Or he handballing to someone. It. Well, I'd even argue that. If he gets he the should be. If he gets the ball, if the ball comes to him, he's got to handball yeah, it. I know, but Generally yeah. speaking, kicks or quick clearances. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, we're going to go into um, some of your comments. So we've got the live. I'll get to you guys in a minute. There are a couple of comments from earlier on, just on the Facebook page, Glory and Fame. Shameless self-promotion. Um, we won't spend too much time on it because we've come up on 50 minutes now. Um, need a captain who leads by example. Good work rate, but isn't yeah. effective enough. Uh, from Colin, don't disagree with but that. But who do we make captain? Who would we? Who would be our captain at the moment? I don't, I don't know anyone that in that team. Yes, there's no one. The one else I'd pick. Well, I mean, the one bloke I saw that displayed leadership was Jake Kelly, but I don't really think he's the guy you no, go to. Gonna give it to yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but yep. is that the reason? To I agree with the comment. I just yeah. don't know what the alternative is. 
especially when Merritt is probably vice and isn't in the team. Yep. Um, what's going on with Nick Hind? First few games after Sard left, he was mm. almost better, and now we get absolutely no run whatsoever. Uh, says Dane. Yep. I agree with that 100%. We, we feel like we've sent him backwards too. Yep. Um, just reading through. Yep. Uh, Danny Brown, pretty embarrassing being an Essendon supporter at the moment. Stats don't lie. Um, any player who records less than three tackles this week can all have a $10,000 fine and all the proceeds can go to charity. Love it. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like it. And I hope hurts. that... I think the thing uh, that, again, training, I hope to God at training that they go and practice something like tackling. And I want a physical training session on the Tuesday or the Thursday. Night. You know, I'm not sure. It's not no, probably not like old school footy when I went. Probably not. Um, wh- one of those nights, there better be some physical, like wrestling, you know, real sort of in, boys, yeah. mouth guards in sort of stuff, crack in, tackles, wrestles, you know, real sort um, of hard stuff. Because Collingwood... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about that. Um, yeah. Probably my favourite mm. comment from this lot, uh, Roscoe Cook, who I believe is a long-time follower of ours on Facebook. Mm. Um, also the whole, I've got the coolest hairstyle can piss off. How about playing footy? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Hey, you know how I feel about AFL players' hair. Yeah. Shouldn't matter. It shouldn't be a thing we focus on. But no, but it just again, shits me. It's one of these things that when you're winning, no one cares. I even noticed with Jones, I watched a bit of the VFL game. You wouldn't have seen it because it was um it was on Channel Seven anyway. Mm. I flicked over and watched a bit of before the game start. And Harry Jones was um was playing. Look, took a couple of good marks, but I noticed his hair's all flopping all over the. So I'm like, fucking put it up. Can you see the or cut it. Yeah. Put it up and cut it, mate. I can't handle that. I feel like you know that's um what's his name from Seinfeld um so when you shave the sideburns higher. Have you seen that? Uh, somebody will get that. Somebody will. I'm. Not oh, you don't really know any Seinfeld thing. Uh, not Seinfeld, um, Sim- Simpsons stuff. Simpsons, I know. Well, it's the Simpsons. Sorry, you I said Seinfeld, Seinfeld, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry. It's the Simpsons where um, Monty Burns tells them he gets the baseball team and he makes the guy shave his eyebrows yeah. higher. Yeah. yeah. His eyebrows yeah. or his sideburns? Sideburns. I'm really, I'm getting tired. Can we wrap yeah. this up? Yeah, we're going. Yeah. Um, back to the live comments now. So, 22 viewers at the moment, which is. Very good, very good for us. Um, that's peaked at about five concurrently normally. So thank you. Um, a lot of angry people out there. A lot of angry folk wanting to, yep, feel like their opinions yeah. are, are um, right, I guess. Damien Rose, love this club and always have since a five-year-old, but Julie's, when are they going to get some grunt and hunger? Doesn't seem like they want to win. Spot on. Um, this was at the start. Alfie, yeah, mate, Alfie, Alfie, okay. uh, suggested get angry, Nath. I think I think you did. I think I'm past that, Elfie. I like. Um, I think we got it. I, I I had to turn off. Well, yeah, I had to turn the game off for little periods. My my children were around while I was watching it, so I had to <laughs> just turn off and like walk away. Swearing. No, they don't like this one. So I had to turn off and walk away for periods just to you they, know. They might be breath. one of the twenty-one listening. So hello. They might be. No, the Lego Masters on. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll get back. Um. I'm missing Lego Masters, Sam. Oh, more important stuff. Uh, Kyle King, it's hard when we want them to win and fight, but they just don't want it. So why are they on the yeah. list? Yeah, questioning the effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Reynolds, does anyone else have trouble watching the live feeds? I'll have to watch the replay. If that's about the pod, let us know what your issue is and I can try and fix it because, mm-hmm. I don't know, everything seems fine. Uh, a few people tagged. Um, Joe... Carbine. Carbine has gone with a longer comment. For a team that clearly wants to be a front-half pressure team, our ball movement to get the ball there is ridiculously slow, predictable, and not suited to our lineup. We play our best yep. when we take the game on, run and change angles. We're not the Eagles, Hawks, or Swans to cut through teams by foot. Agree with that? No, and Even if we that's are, we true. go too slow. You're right with what you but said. If, we go way too slow. And way too we hard. go too slow. But what's our second plan? Like, if we can't, we can't run it, they've, they've set up then we have to kick it. So we have to get some players that can kick by foot. Here's a popular opinion. Kick by foot is stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. not short at all. Yeah. Bring back the torp. We've got two blokes in our team that can kick oh, it. Really? Top. This is your strategy. Kick it's, it another 10 metres and kick it crooked. It's less predictable. We might, we might sneak it. Yeah, and we can't no, no. do any worse. I, 
can we? I do agree with that last comment, though, but I just I, I think we need to have you need to have a strategy to move the ball when you're stuck on the back half. And, you know, well, if Hines not carrying it, Whole and that sort of stuff. With you, mm. But bring back the talk. Um, Darby, I'm sure there's a better way to say your surname other than at Mel Kahi, but that's all I've got for now. Um, feel like Dev looked better, bar the fact... He did. <laughs> excuse me, bar the fact he really couldn't hit the scoreboard for the life of him, yes. And we were going to talk about him calling for a handball from Sam Duran from a regulation shot. Just not needed. Let the guy kick the just, goal or have the yeah, shot because you missed. So clearly you're not that. Well, good. I didn't like it because I think you should have just backed the young kid in, Sammy Durham, and just said, go back, have the shot, mate. And, you know, he should have walked over to him and just been that senior ear, senior voice in his ear to say, just go back and have the shot, mate. Nail it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Grant Brasher, 14 of the 22 players had one tackle or less. Six had zero. That's Parrish, two. Sheil, that... one. McGrath, one. Corbett, one. Heppel, zero. Inexcusable. Blue collar, workmanlike. Not That's there. That's not. Yeah. Don't feed a shit Essendon Football Club. We can see the stats. We're not idiots. You're taking your supporters for bloody yeah. idiots. Yeah. Um, Joe, again, I don't understand how this group could be unfit when they return two weeks before all the other teams to address this particular point. Well, maybe that's gone the opposite way. Who knows? How though? How can you train more and be less fit? Don't know. Don't know. Um. Sarah says, our team are not at AFL level, full stop. Again, I, I'd i be really interested if we played North Melbourne this week. Oh, I we'd would lose. hate it yeah. because we'd probably yeah. lose, but I'd be interested to see how just we how bad we Well, going. I don't think we're going to be coming, but we'll talk about it on Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, a few more tags there. Jeffrey Ma says, would like to know if... in." Would like to know individual stats for players for speed in attack and defence. Good indicator on what level of effort they have. Mm. I agree. I'm not sure that's something we can do, but you can see it. You can see through that footage on the couch, the lack of running, even the lack of running forward was an issue. It's not even that it's one way running at this point. Yeah, our app does have that um, sort of speed thing, but, uh, like GPS data, but that wasn't working for this guy. I did check. I went to check in on a few things, but it wasn't. I didn't. It didn't seem to be showing up. But that only. And this frustrates me. Only works on the app. Doesn't work on the website. Like I don't understand why the web. Anyway, I hate looking at shit on my phone because it's just. I'm, I'm old. Yeah, you're old. Yep. I need a bigger um, screen. Speaking of old, Chris Rule says your mids oh. were flat out lazy in the third quarter. Lack of effort is not the coach's fault. That popped up as we were talking about truck. Um, Again, we know Chris, and we know he's old, so don't be offended by that, unless you're Chris. Um, there's a lot How about of Adelaide, huh? There's a lot of comments. Yeah, go the crows. <laughs> um, one last one from Joe. Two-meter Peter couldn't lead because he was sandwiched between a player on his... Ooh, hang on a minute. On his trail and a player in front. Our entries were also not deep enough. Um, mm. The movement was pathetic. Yeah, okay. So but we still need leading forwards. Like well, we, we can't on, just rely on bombing it on his head. That can't be the strategy. No. One very last thing, and then we'll wrap up. Yep. When the ball was on our sort of 60, 70 metres out, there was one instance I can remember clearly where it was Perkins. It would have been a lot of other players throughout the game. You had yep. Peter Wright in the goal square with Alex Pierce. Alex Pierce played on him pretty much the entire time. Yeah, yeah, played well. On him. Like, on him. Fair enough. He's a defender. And then you had, in this instance, Archie Perkins about 15 metres in front of him, like in the forward pocket, coming in from the members' wing, uh, not the broadcast wing. Perkins just stood there. And all the other players that were in that position just stood there. And Peter Wright stood there with his arm up. Like, I don't, I don't think, me mm. being the nuffy I am, who's never, I played football when I was 12, never coached, never done anything other than watch football, right? My two cents, if Perkins leaves... Right, he might one. He might get the football. That should be an incentive for me to lead. Would be to get the football. I was a forward. I like kicking goals. Right, checks out. If he doesn't get the football, all of a sudden there's space to kick the ball into for Peter Wright to run into, and yep. maybe mark the football. So instead, every single time we just bombed it on Peter Wright's head. Yeah, one. Your forwards aren't going to have a good game if you're doing that to them the whole time. Two, Wright kept running under the football, so maybe it was just an off day for him in that regard. Yep, which is loud. But 
I just don't get it. I well, get it's it. an interesting thing because so if you in my brain, my football brain, I say as a forward, it's very natural for a forward to lead at someone when they've got the ball. That's what you want to do when you when you're there and you see someone in front of you, you want to lead at them hmm. into a space. Now, if the players aren't doing that, are they tired and can't ha- don't have the energy to run, or is it a game strategy that they're told not to do it? Don't lead at the guy. We want it. We want you all there. So when the ball hits the ground, you're going to be crumbing it and kicking goals. Like, really, is that the strategy? Really, cannot imagine that being a thing. There were no. I can't. But why else? I don't understand why is a forward because so, forwards naturally lead at the kicker. Like that's what forwards do. We run up and want the ball at us. So two things on that, and then we'll wrap up. I promise. One is there was a clearance late in the game where Parrish ran away with it and kicked to a leading waterman, I think it was. Yep. So clearly, yep. like, there's not an instruction there not to lead. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, would, can't be an, that can't be an instruction. Me. That would hurt my soul. What I wonder, and again, we're just guessing more than anything else, is it a selfish thing that uh, I'm not yeah. going to lead because I won't get the ball... But we don't. And then I want to be here for the crumb to kick the goal. Yeah, maybe that too. Well, a good forward line, a good forward line to me, again with very little to no experience. One bloke leads, which creates a leading lane for someone else, which then creates a leading lane for someone else, so on and so forth. Right. Once that kick goes to a particular spot, players are going to move towards that spot. Mm. The whole crumbing thing is going to happen naturally because players will go towards the ball mostly, in that instance. There's just none of it. And the contrast is Fremantle had unbelievable movement and... I I do wish on all this sort of, Sam, that there was a way to communicate these questions, just two or three of these main questions to the club. And as, as members, that we both are, that you could, through a membership sort of forum, that that information would come back via that email sort of thing. Because... I get frustrated with when the, the club pr- puts out there, you know, after game sort of thing. And, you know, what's his name? Josh Maloney, is it? Josh? Sure. Anyway, he's the guy that sort of talks after the game about, you know, what we did with this and that. And I'd, I'd really like it if a, someone like us, a supporter, could be there asking the question. So, but why, why don't our forwards lead? I think the problem with that <laughs> is that out of, let's say, 60,000 members, could be more, could be less. There's a lot Just of be you and me obviously asking questions. That, and I, I mean, include myself in that. Oh, come on, Sam. Um, we're nuffs. That's what we are. That's why we're sitting here doing a podcast. We're nuffies. I see what you're saying. You we're, not, we're not getting the information we want. And there are, out of the 60,000 members, there might be 5,000 members that are really smart football people and know a lot of stuff and have questions that, as paying members, should get. Well, but if you look at the social media in the last 24-hour cycle since the game, or 48 hours since Wouldn't the game, whatever. I imagine. But they all, they're all exactly the same. Like those people that we, you know, like Herbertron and those guys, it's all the same footage they're showing of, why are we doing this? Why are we continuing to do this? Why are we continuing to kick it to there? Like we're all seeing the same things. Mm. Like we're not, there's nothing brilliant about what we're seeing or saying. We're just all seeing the same thing. And we go, well, why are we doing, for five weeks now, doing the same thing wrong, continually? Like, why? Please. It would be nice. It would be lovely. Um, it would be lovely for us, even if we had, you know, I know other podcasts have a club official on the podcast every Monday to talk about things. Um, but for now, all we can do uh, is just talk about it and how we feel about it and let's wrap this up i'm getting tired don pod three two one. Oh god okay sorry you, you asked the blooming question yeah i know i regretted it i i don't have a three two one i don't know i don't even it's know a challenge where we gotta do a three two one i'm gonna give kelly three yep uh, i'll, I'll, I'll throw two. you mine no rusty martin two actually um, I'm going to give, I'll give you mine to help you out. I'm going to give Kelly three, Caldwell two, and Martin one. Caldwell two. Caldwell was fine. Like Caldwell for a kid who's playing 10 games, he's playing really well. I'd like to see him more in the mid. I'd love to see him at more CBAs. I'd like to see him doing a little bit more in the grunt. I know he's still probably a fitness issue or whatever. He does a lot right to me. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not a clumsy footballer. He's a pretty strong little nugget. 
Yeah. I like him. I like the way he goes about it. Uh, Joe's just coming with a comment. Three Kelly, two BZT, one Martin. And I don't disagree. So yeah, I don't have a problem with BZT, my one. I don't have a problem with BZT being in there too because I thought he played a good game. Yeah. All right. Now, Anzac Day is Monday, so there's a slight chance teams won't be named until Friday. So we might be doing a Friday night preview rather than a Thursday night. But whenever our initial squad Thanks, is named man. is when we'll get a, a preview yep. out. Um, other than we'll that, be doing a review Monday night after that one. Well, I'll be on my way home. Right. Assuming I don't have COVID. I mean, I so how good. Um, other than that, no final thoughts. Just, just, just please make it enough. stop. <laughs> What's that? Um... Stop, stop. He's already dead. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. Stop, stop. He's already dead. On That's us at the moment. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what you did there. I said, what you did there. Stop, stop, he's already dead. That's, that should be our little um, the banner this week. Yeah. Can... <laughs> stop, stop, it's it. already dead. Do it. Just um, don't do it. Um, maybe you should make that the little picture for um, the, this podcast when it goes on YouTube, the stop. picture yeah, of that. All right, done. Yep. Look at him. Yep. Um, <laughs> All right, lastly, apologies to the Spotify and Apple users. I didn't upload the preview. Um, I completely forgot, and then I was in Melbourne when I remembered it, so apologies for that. Um, Come on, Sam. Uh, thank one, you to... One job. I know. Well, it's like 700 jobs once I finish the podcast, but yeah, sure. Um, thank you to everyone listening, uh, everyone here live, everyone on YouTube, wherever you are. It's really appreciated. We're, we're seeing good numbers, so we love it. Um and through gritted teeth, I say, go Dons. Oh, go you mother. Don't swear. Mm. <laughs> You've done so well. Go the Dons. Come on, give us one. Go the Dons. Yes. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>